The all-new Toyota Highlander is designed to go Highlander. What's go Highlander, you ask? It means amplifying your comfort with available premium leather interior and ventilated seats. And amplifying your groove with an available booming 11-speaker JBL audio system. Or even amplifying your crew with roomy seating for up to eight. Don't just go. Go Highlander in the all-new Toyota Highlander. Toyota. Let's go places. JBL is a registered trademark of Harman International Industries, Incorporated. Today's episode of Real Ghost Stories Online is brought to you by Best Fiends. Download free on the Apple App Store or Google Play. That's friends without the R. Best Fiends. Today on Real Ghost Stories Online, did you grow up in a haunted house? What was life like in this creepy environment? Today on Real Ghost Stories Online, we hear true stories of people growing up in real haunted houses and their very real encounters with dead. Also, in updates from Glenn, the security guard on the haunted building that he watches. Welcome to Real Ghost Stories Online. Call in your real ghost story now at 855-853-4802 or write in at realghoststoriesonline.com. You are about to enter the world of the unknown and quite possibly the undead. This is Real Ghost Stories Online. That it is at 855-853-4802 is our phone number. Write it on the website, realghoststoriesonline.com or email your audio file to us. Send it to Tony, T-O-N-Y, at realghoststoriesonline.com. We would absolutely love to hear it. And of course, if you really like the show, support it, keep us on the air. Become an EPP, an extra podcast person, as we call it. Just go to ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash real ghost stories to sign up to become an EPP supporter of the show to help keep us on the air. Five bucks a month gets you access to all the bonus material. Uh, you get advanced episodes of the show. Every single week you get all this stuff. It's not just like, hey, it's been there forever and now you can enjoy it. It's it's updated all the time. Ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash real ghost stories to get it all. Tony and Jenny Bruski joining you once again. Hi. Does, uh, does your burger happen to smell like fish? Oh my God, that was the funniest thing ever. Uh, the Harper's impression of this guy. Yeah. You want to tell the story? Put a little context to it. Yeah. Uh, so we're at a restaurant. Uh, this is, I think, this is our, our last recording in this studio uh, of you and me. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to our next, not like the show's ending or anybody's leaving. We're just going to a new studio. But it's our last time in this studio. Yeah. So we're, uh, we've kind of done the the tour D. Branson over the last <laughs> couple of, of <laughs> nights of, of eating out because, well, basically all of our pots and pans are packed. So it, if you go through a move, you know how that is. So we, we, we went to this restaurant that one of the first ones we ever went to when we moved here and uh it happened to be their last night in business too for the season in quotations we'll see uh and uh ordered burgers because they have good burgers and it, it come we had first their chicken wings which were tasty and delicious then uh the burgers came out everything looks fine everything looks normal on our table yeah. Not having any issues. No, none. We're not going, uh, it's like, oh, this looks good. Looks like a good burger. And we take our first bite, second bite, and this guy comes over to us and kneels down really close. You know, where they get too close for comfort, where yeah. it's like, you could just stand, or it's like, stand a little ways. Excuse me, sir. No, no, he gets in the, the kneeling position 
like you're taking the order of a child at a, a Chuck E. Cheese. Would you like a sticker with your pizza? Right. You know, that sort of a thing. And excuse me, uh, guys, sorry to, par- sorry to bother you. Okay. And I don't know what to expect. Like, yeah. Is he going to sell us tickets for... I thought he was going to ask for money to help yeah. pay for the dinner that he and his wife yeah. and his kids were eating. The Johnny Cash impersonator or to fund his, yeah, yeah, his uh, decision making. Uh, but he, he says to us, does your guys' burgers, uh, they taste like fish? <laughs> or do they smell like fish at all? Oh my God. And I've got a mouthful of burger and then I just look over at you like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I'm grossed out at that point. My burger's perfectly fine. Yeah. Not a thing wrong with it. Yeah. But the thought of it smelling and tasting like fish is stuck now. It's always nice when you have a stranger come up and ask you these questions rather than just addressing it with their server. I'm like, I, I don't know. You. <laughs> and I look back at this and I go, why the hell did I do that? But I'm like, I, I, do you want me to smell the patty? <laughs> and I did. You did. You smelled your burger. Because I was kind of concerned at that moment. And I look back and I'm like, that smells normal to me. But then it's in your head. Yeah. It was really hard to enjoy the rest of the burger because at the back of my mind, I'm like, well, they are closing, you know, for the season. And sometimes restaurants, when they're cutting costs like that, they're just kind of using up whatever's left. Maybe they didn't order fresh stuff. Mm-hmm. So all that shit's going through your mind because you know how it technically can work sometimes. And the moving truck's coming tomorrow. So the yeah. last thing we want is a case of you know, yeah. food poisoning right now. Yeah. So uh, we ate. We were fine. None of us are sick. But it's like. Who the hell does it? He just walks up to the stranger at the restaurant and asks the other table, "Does your uh, your uh, your burger does it does it smell? Mine kind of tastes like fish." It's like fuck off. Even the seven year old Harper knows that was weird because when we left, she said, "Hi, my burger smells like fish," <laughs> and I've been giggling about that for a couple of days now, just because her impression was so funny. <sighs> What is wrong with people? I mean, I get it if you have an issue at a restaurant, but it's it's really not appropriate to go and like accost the other c- customers there, <laughs> and and say shit like that. You know, you may, or if you're gonna, is your food okay? Okay, that's it. And if the, the if the other people say yes, it is. You back off and you leave them alone. If you're not part of the staff, I don't want to talk to you about I, my food. Exactly. Don't come over and ask me how my food is because even if you ask if it's okay, then I'm going to no. be worried. Why are you as a, another fellow patron of this restaurant mm-hmm. coming over and asking if my food's okay? Yeah. What did you just find in yours? And the thing is, the server was there. They were helping the people. They expressed their concern that they were taking care of their issue over there at their table. So why on earth he felt the need to go and fuck with our minds over dinner? People are just assholes is what it comes down to. They're just <laughs> fucking assholes. Uh, so, yeah. Keep that in mind if you're having a burger right now. Think about fish. Trout, maybe. Mm, doesn't that make it taste better? Does your burger smell like fish? Does your burger smell like fish? Uh, okay. Not going to miss Branson. Uh, 855-853-4802 is our number at Real Ghost Stories Online. That was our restaurant horror story. Uh you probably fit into office horror stories. We'll have to touch on that over there. Are you going to share any other horror stories during this episode? Uh, of my adventures today? <laughs> yeah. Maybe we'll save that for another episode. <laughs> Only so many personal Tony horror stories in one day. Okay. Of dealing with the world of the incompetent. That could be a that could be a podcast right there. Just the world of the wide world of the incompetent. We have like old like school like kind of violin orchestral music mm-hmm. welcome to wide world of the incompetent and then people just share their incompetent <laughs> stories although it's it's i think office horror stories kind of mm-hmm. melds all that together so and anyway, i'm 
we're getting working on that podcast and that'll be great when it comes out because it's just going to be us bitching for an hour <laughs> and you guys too uh, let's go to our first um Letter of the day. It says, I grew up uh, with the idea that there was something else out there that we can't see. My grandma would tell me about her life in a haunted house as a kid, and my mom would always throw huge Halloween parties and watch ghost shows on TV, even though I would sometimes get the feeling that someone is watching me. I never fully believed in ghosts, especially since I was born and raised Catholic, and I never thought I would see one with my own eyes, but I did. When I was about nine, turning 10, my parents and I moved from Southern Nevada to Northern Nevada. It was a huge change for me. When I saw our house for the first time, I didn't really think much of it. Our house was in the courtyard in a tight neighborhood. Since I was an only child at the time, I got two bedrooms. They were Jack and Jill style. One bedroom was my actual bedroom and the other was my playroom. The first time I went into my playroom to unpack, I got a huge wave of emotions. It was like everything I was experiencing with moving just flashed over me. I felt so sad that I started to cry, but I was so angry that I felt that I could punch a hole in the wall. It was strange because when I stepped out of the room, I felt fine. The room itself was small. It had a closet to the left and two windows that looked out to the courtyard. You could see inside my playroom from the courtyard if you looked at the windows. About two weeks passed and we were pretty settled in almost every box in I just uh, everyone was unboxed was unboxed and I started school this is when I had my first encounter with him it was an afternoon and I was playing with my dolls in a playroom but then I heard a knock at my door I thought it was one of my parents so I said come on in but no one answered I thought it was in my head so I went on flying but there was another knock at the door and I said is that you mom there was no answer I was a little creeped out, but I just went on playing. Maybe one minute later, there was the same knock at my door. This time I opened it and there was no one there. I ran out of there and into my bedroom. About three months passed and I got used to all the knocking. My dad, who doesn't believe in ghosts, says that he's seen a cat walking around in our house. And even though we don't own a pet anymore, we joke about this all the time, saying it's a ghost cat. One night, my family and I went to our neighbor's house for dinner. I was hanging out with our neighbor's son. I had fun. It was the first time I had fun in a while after we moved. It was getting late, I'd say around 10.30. My mom and I were walking back to my house. We were laughing about something. We turned to the corner into our courtyard, and I looked up at the windows into my playroom, and what I saw, I would never forget. In the front of the window, staring directly at me, was a man that looked around 18 to 20 years old. He had brown hair and brown eyes and was wearing a San Francisco Giants baseball cap. He was looking directly at me. But he didn't look angry. He didn't have a straight face. Instead, he looked like very shocked to see me, just as I was of him. The weirdest thing about this is that I, the thought, uh, it all collapsed and I started screaming. That's what I remember. My mom said I just froze and couldn't move. She said I couldn't hear her or respond to what she was saying. I forgot how snapped out of it the next thing I remember was my dad going into my playroom with a baseball bat to defend himself. When he went in there, he said no one was there. He asked if I recognized the guy, and I didn't. Later that night, my mom told me that when we were at our neighbor's house, they told us the history of the house before we moved in. She told me that there was a shooting at our house, and that one of the people died from one of the shooting wounds. That person didn't die in the house, but did get shot in the house, and he did live here for most of his life. I don't think, I don't know what to think. The knocking didn't stop after that night, but it only happened at around only happened once a month. I never saw it again. But four years later, my parents bought a new washing machine. They moved the old washing machine, and behind it was a school ID with the same person that I saw in the window that night. The year on the card is 1998. His name was Alec. When I saw his picture, I felt calm for some reason. There was never any knock ever again after we found the ID card. 
My parents still still live in the same house, and they still see a ghost cat walking around. But I think Alec has moved on. That's awesome that they found the ID and they were able to kind of confirm that's who was haunting the house. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. Today, I figured we're just going to do all moving into haunted house stories. Please don't. Just to fuck with you. I don't need that. (laughs) I can't help what comes up, honey, but you know how the world works with our show. I know. I didn't purposely pick any stories like that for today. It sits in order, so... I could see the world fucking with you a little bit, being like, yeah, let's let's deliver some of this. I know. But uh, no, I think it's uh, it's it's very interesting that they. it's almost like he wanted to be recognized as mm-hmm. to, to who he was and that he was there. Of course, I'm picturing like my 1998 ID card. <laughs> yeah. I think that was still junior high, wasn't it? Or was it? No, that was high school. Was it freshman? Mm-hmm. Well, I was still in my junior high at freshman year. Oh, okay. I was a freshman in high school. They, they put the freshmen in the junior high, and then mm-hmm. the last three years were in the actual high school. They separate the freshmen altogether at a lot of schools now. Mm-hmm. Like, the schools here and the schools where we're going, the ninth grade has, like, its own ninth grade center kind of thing, because it's such a transition sure. phase. I don't see anything wrong with that. I no. mean, there, there's quite a difference between in those years, mm-hmm. and I think that's one of the biggest differences is that freshmen, I think it was, what, freshmen? Sophomore, sophomore, junior, senior. It's been so long. I don't remember the <laughs> Freshman, sophomore, junior, senior, mm-hmm. right? Okay. Well, there's a big difference between the freshman and the sophomore years. Is that the right order? Yeah. Yeah. It feels like. I mean, I, I always thought there was. I mean, just going to like events and stuff. It's like, holy shit, you're only a year older than me. And I mean, you think junior high, there's a big difference. There's still it just like sixth to eighth grade is huge. Every year. It's like, holy shit. Mm-hmm. We saw I mean, the other night we were uh, we were out downtown and um, our older daughter was out with a, a friend and we were downtown. We didn't realize that we were all going to be at the same place at the yeah. same time. <laughs> and. She comes out of the the restroom at an arcade that I had taken Harper into, and I wasn't expecting to see her or that she was with us. And there was an, another girl that was right next to her, and I didn't recognize the other girl at first. I recognized our daughter, but it threw me off because I'm and still I, I'm still a, part of me is also still getting used to seeing her being an older, sure, you know. And I'm like, that looks a lot like her. I think she's grown a foot this year. But I'm like. But who's the other girl? I'm like, oh my god, that's her friend. Yeah. And I and then I recognized who it was. But she's like taller than me now. Yeah. <laughs> like she was over here hanging out with her a couple months ago, and she wasn't that tall. Yeah, she's shot up this year. Yeah, it was like, oh my god. So, but I, those years are like that. They just, mm-hmm. especially like that summer was like the summer between six and seven was always like crazy. Yeah. Um, the movie. Uh, Wimpy Kid. Wimpy Kid is pretty damn accurate. <laughs> when I, I I got a kick out of that. It's like, yeah, that's pretty accurate how dramatic that is. All right, back to the ghost stories in just a moment. First, we want to thank our supporter today, Best Fiends. It is the five-star rated mobile puzzle game with over 100 million downloads globally. Best Fiends. You want to check this thing out. That's friends without the R. I I love it. Obviously, telling ghost stories is my thing. That's what I do all day. But when you just kind of want to take a break, kind of cleanse your mind a little bit and uh, just, you know, you have some downtime. It's one of my go-to apps. Best Fiends. Uh, it's, it's a great puzzle game. It's challenging, but it's not so challenging that you need to be like an advanced gamer or anything like that. It's a casual 
puzzle game absolutely anybody can play. You can spend as much or as little time as you'd like on the game. Pick it up where you left off. That's what I love about it. I kind of play it, uh, you know, when I'm, when I'm the passenger in the car, when I'm uh, just uh, done with uh, some work and I'm like, okay, it's going to take a few minutes for myself, pick it up, play a little bit. And uh, it's just, it's enjoyable. It is. It, it, it's kind of one of those things you kind of get into and you're like, I could go for a round of that right now. Check it out for yourself. Best Fiends. It's unique. It's exciting. It's a great puzzle game. If you like puzzle games, this is, in my opinion, unlike any other puzzle game that's out there and and the best one that's out there. If you find yourself playing this thing in random weird places like myself, uh, you're not alone. <laughs> okay? Engage your brain with fun puzzles and collect tons of cute characters too. Five-star rated mobile puzzle game with over 100 million downloads globally. You can download free on the Apple App Store or Google Play. That's friends without the R, best fiends. Uh, anyway, 855-853-4802 is our phone number at Real Ghost Stories Online to share your real ghost stories with us. Another letter says, hello again, uh, Tony and Jenny. It's been well over a year since I last submitted a story to you, but I thought you might be curious to know about some further strange happenings which have continued since my last letter. Just to recap, as it was a while ago, my last story was about waking up to my house lights having been turned on, me asking whoever was there to go away, to which the lights turned out, and then having the very distinct feeling of someone proceeding to tuck me into bed. Even over a year later, I can still remember the distinct feeling of someone pushing my quilt lightly under my side of my body, and the push-down feeling on the bed as if someone had sat on its edge. Retrospectively, I probably should have mentioned some other strange occurrences which had been happening before that and since, but they were small things, so I passed them all off as little nothings. Doorbells are going off constantly with no one there, lights or the TV being on when I get home from work, even though I was sure that I hadn't left them on. But I figured perhaps I did, uh, I did, just didn't remember it. I decided it was down to maintenance. Battery changes for the doorbell equipment and electrical workers to come in to check all the lights and house wiring, but everything was given the green light, and I was told unreservedly that there was nothing wrong with the house lights or wires. But of course, these things kept happening. I perhaps foolishly decided just to ignore the little things, particularly the doorbell, whenever it would ring. If I knew for sure that the front gate was locked, and then I would just never respond to it, but it got to the point where my doorbell would go off consecutively at single instances to which I would rush downstairs to answer the door thinking, oh shit, maybe someone really is there. But again, nothing. Just a locked front gate and empty front yard. No more of this, I decided. Batteries all thrown out. Turn the system off. I'll just get rid of it. Clearly, whatever was happening, I couldn't fix it, so the next best option was to rid myself of the bells. At least it would settle both my cat, who would freak every time the bell went off, and me. But then last week, I wake up to the sound of children chatting. That's nothing odd. I have loud neighbors, and they often have their whole family over. They're probably just playing outside. I thought to myself, strange though, I could hear them so well despite my bedroom window being closed. Also odd that when I looked to the clock, it was just gone past 2 a.m. My neighbor's children couldn't be outside playing, but I can still hear them. So I roll over to see my cat at the end of my bed, back arched and focused like a statue in the hallway where the light was flickering. I realized I wasn't hearing my neighbors at all. I heard the TV. I get up and cautiously wander out to the living room to confirm, yes, my TV had turned on to My Little Pony, 
What a terrifying show to wake up to at 2 a.m. Also, why is My Little Pony on at 2 a.m.? So my new resolve is to turn everything off from the wall main switch whenever I'm not using it, and this works for now. Here's hoping whatever is going on will not escalate anymore. Kara in Australia. I don't know what channel would have My Little Pony on at 2 in the morning. What channel wouldn't have My Little Pony on at 2 in the morning? That's creepy. That's like whatever turned the TV on also chose My Little Pony. I'd probably choose that. That's a good show. Mm -hmm. It's a great show. I'd like to, on this episode, have a very special moment where I don't talk about an organization I'm a part of called Bronies. And I'm kidding. Isn't that, is that what they're called? Yeah. Bronies? Bronies. What the fuck is that? They're like <laughs> pony brothers. They love, they're guys that watch My Little Pony. Yeah. And there's like Gotta be a conventions fun, about it. A list for that shit. Uh, I don't know what to say. Um... Yeah, I don't understand. I think there was like a documentary about it, wasn't it? Yeah. I think I watched it. You did. And I think I walked away from it just kind of being disturbed. <laughs> Not going to get that hour and a half back. Uh, but uh, there you go. Yeah, it opened your eyes to that. How would you feel if I was like, I'm really into My Little Pony? You would have to talk about that. <laughs> but there's such a good message. I'm think, trying to think of the arguments that were made in the documentary. Right. That was like... The uh, like sense of community or something like that. Sunshine Sparkle just makes me feel good. I don't know what the fuck their name is. Is this Sunshine Sparkle? I don't know. <laughs> Seems like that'd be a name of a pony. I don't know. I don't know. But uh, <laughs> of all the odd things you could find that uh, you know of of like like oh my god I didn't know that about that person. Like you open up a closet one day and there's like this like a shrine of My Little Ponies. In there. <laughs> So weird. That piece is so fucking bizarre. <laughs> yeah. Someday. No, never. Someday. Uh, 855-853-4802 is our phone number at Real Ghost Stories Online to share your real ghost stories with us. There's another podcast right there. Strange things you find out about your spouse later. Right? It's just like God. <laughs> that could be fun. That really could be interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just a matter of anybody wants to share. That's the thing. Uh, next story says it's so difficult to tell the story to people you just meet because you never knew what their reaction will be oh she's insane i love this website where i know i'm not the only one that experienced something in superficial this is very very real i was about 15 years old i'm now 30 i tell you it feels like yesterday and i still shiver when thinking about it i was in a desperate need for help i was crying and i felt very lonely although i'm not religious or anything i began to pray to god for help teenage years were hard i'm sitting in front of a small night table with the bible and a lit candle i remember asking for a sign from god in fact asking if he existed because i felt very alone suddenly i got up blew out the candle stood there sniffing in the dark smoke was left behind i opened the door to leave the bedroom and a loud but harmonious sound like the ocean but softer surrounded me i felt this nice soft pressure from behind like a presence can't really explain it it was nice but heavy in a way as i turned my face over my left shoulder to look behind a very strong pressure pushed my face forward it was a soft pressure because i don't i didn't it didn't hurt nor did it feel cold or hot or windy but just like pressure but soft it pushed my face forward and suddenly from behind me came two basketball-sized balls of flaming white light bright light there was one on my right and one on my left they flew across the hall that was in front of the bedroom. As I stood in the doorway and behind these amazing balls of flaming light, there was rays of white light left behind as though painted with a paintbrush on my walls. But when they came from behind me, 
It wasn't just a pressure anymore. Suddenly my hair flew all over the place, but I couldn't feel it. It was as though it was wind, it was cold, hot, just soft. I just stood there and stared at the bright balls of fire whooshing beside me very fast, leaving also a harmonious whooshing, like a soft, gentle ocean sound. When they reached the very end of the hallway across from me, I heard my sister call me. Suddenly, the balls exploded, and I was surrounded with bright white light, like that of a flash from a camera, but even brighter. I couldn't see myself, my hands, body, or anything around me, just the light. Oh my God, it was truly amazing. Then the light shriveled up into nothing, and my sister showed up at the other bedroom doorway across from me and asked, "'What was that?' I saw as a bright light. What was that? I was shocked at what had just happened, but surprised that she had seen it too. I was kind of nervous and asked her just to come over to me. We closed the door of the bedroom. I began to explain to her what had happened and how I was asking for a sign, and suddenly I'm speaking to her. I look over at the night table, and the candle was lit. It was a message. It was a sign that I had asked for, the bright lights. I began to tell my story to my mother when she got home, and my mom, being so religious and all, was in tears. Told a few people around, and that was it. I'm not really quite sure what happened that day. I think sometimes when you ask, you know, for a message, even though you're fully expecting it, it's still scary when it actually happens. Sure. And, you know, even though a ball of kind of white light seems not threatening when you're not anticipating that it can still be very very scary i think anytime i would come across a random ball of light i'd be a little freaked out mm-hmm. wondering what is what what on earth is going on yeah thank you for sharing that uh that story with us do appreciate it 855-853-4802 is our phone number here at real ghost stories online to share your real ghost stories with us and let me get this call pulled up I'm making sure i'm just grabbing the right one because he's actually has a few calls that he's recently sent in let's go to this one uh this is an update from glenn the security guard if you listen to the halloween episode obviously you heard everything up until this point this is the latest update right now hey guys um um i want to let you know that i found out some really cool uh, stuff yesterday uh we have next to the building that I patrol. There's a old garage that was built in, I think, 1920s, maybe early 20s. So, uh, somebody was coming over, and uh, since it's on our property, but our company doesn't own it, or the company that owns the building that I work at. So they were over next door looking at it, and they're trying to figure out if they're going to buy it or not and turn it into an apartment. Well, uh, the gentleman who was with us had to cut the lock off, and since they were on our property, I had to stand you know, by just to make sure they didn't mess anything on our property. So I was standing there watching, and they finally cut the lock off, and they started to, to walk in there. It, it just smelled as soon as it opened up. Like, you could smell, like, I don't know, the old, oldness of the building. It just smelled horrific. Like, it was just damp, moist. You could smell mold and stuff like that. So... Me and the guy that, you know, cut the lock off, we stood over on the left side of the building while they went inside and looked. And they were coming, going around and stuff. And the people finally came out, and they were talking about it. And, you know, they were like, that was weird. And we talked, like, oh, what was weird? They were like, oh, yeah, there's an old Jaguar up in the building. The thing has to, really old, has to be worth some money. But you can tell it has been moved in years. He's like, you want to hear something about that Jaguar? And they were like, what? I said, my boss came up to me uh, last week and was talking about this place. 
because uh, while he was standing out here uh, closing the gate one night, he heard a car start up and drove, and he could see the lights turn on and go around the corner and go all the way up to the second level. He goes, man, there's so much dust in there, there's no uh, tread marks on, on the where you would be able to see if somebody drove up. I said, see, that's weird. I said, I'm pretty sure this place is haunted, too. And he goes, we need haunted, too. And I started telling him some of the stuff that's going to happen to us. And he goes, no kidding. And I was like, no, you guys, you got a video? And I started showing him some of the videos I posted on your guys' site. And he goes, holy shit, that's insane. And he goes, what did you, when you heard this car, did he go, did you see who it was? And he goes, no. The only thing he's, like, lights turn on, and then it kind of went up the, the ramp. He goes, yeah, man, I, we just came down there. He goes, there's no, literally, there's literally no tread marks. He goes, and trust me, there's enough dust on the floor if you just saw a car start up or go up that you'd have trail marks from the tires because there's nothing there. And the guy that cut the light off is doing work in the ballroom. And he was telling him, he goes, that ain't shit, man. He goes, I, I'll come out here at 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock in the morning, and I'll hear somebody over on the top floor having conversation. And they were like, don't tell me this shit. I don't want to hear this. And they were like, no, 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 no. I'm being dead serious. He goes, I'll come out here and smoke or I'm out here mixing plaster and stuff. And I'll come out here and sit down and I'll automatically hear a couple people on the top floor talking. He goes, that's weird. I said, yeah, I've seen people moving there too before. So it's all right. He goes, yeah, I wish you guys would have told me that before I went inside this damn building. Was, we had a laugh about it, but still, like, apparently not only is the building that work at Haunted, but the building next to us that is a an old car garage is is haunted too. But that that uh, old Jaguar has not moved in years. Like, I don't know, but from what I understand, there used to be when they closed down his um, carport, the guy that originally owned it ended up putting a bunch of old rare cars in there, including Jaguars and stuff like that. But he ended up moving everyone, or apparently either he passed away or something happened. But and moving all the cars out. And the only car that was left in there was an old school Jaguar. And it was really old. They were showing me pictures of it. But uh, yeah, I forgot to tell you guys that that's just some weird stuff. But I guess since it's on the same property of our company, the building that we patrol, I I wouldn't put it past it that you know something's over there as well. But you guys have a good day. Bye. I think that's one of those cases where. You know, we always talk about it's the land that's haunted, mm -hmm. but being that both of the buildings are so old, they could be both haunted in their own right and not necessarily just the property. Like with their own things. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Grant, from all of his stories, I think there's a lot of stuff going on there. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's just one uh, entity or just one thing that is, is haunting that, that building. And, and being that it, from what I understand... I, I I could be incorrect, but I believe it was like a hotel at one time. Mm -hmm. um, and from some of the the history that he talked about with it, uh, there's no telling right. how many people are still wandering around those halls. But uh, always love his updates. So, uh, Glenn, thank you for uh, for calling in and sharing that one with us here on today's episode of the program. Uh, let's go to one more caller before we wrap up today's episode. Hi. Hey, this is just a quick one because I was listening to today's episode and you was talking about fireflies. I moved to North Carolina when I was, well, I was still working for USPS and I transferred from Maryland to North Carolina. So to get to know the area, I started driving for um, Uber on the weekends. I figured it's a great place to get to know some good places where people go. And 
I did. It worked perfectly. I got to see a lot in North Carolina, but I also got a, a lot of airport calls where I was picking up people coming in from the airport and bringing them to their family's house or hotels on business or whatever. So I picked up this one woman and her friend. It was about a 45-minute trip to where they was going. I knew it was way out in the boonies. So we're there. We get off the highway. Now we got about 15 more minutes to drive just through wooded, dark wooded roads and fields. So we're driving down the road, and she's in a panic, tells me to pull over. I mean, I'm just pulling over on the shoulder of a single-lane road, one, you know, one going, one coming. Her and her friend both hop out of the car, and they start, like, running around in little circles, and they, they've got this crazed look on their faces, and they start clapping their hands. I was really panicking. When they got back into my car, I was like, is everything okay? And they was like, that's the first time we've ever seen fireflies. There you go. Okay. I, I, you know, I grew up with fireflies, so I can't remember the first time I ever saw them. I don't have a, I mean, I get if you've never seen it, you'd be kind of freaked out. Yeah. Like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> uh, I never even thought of it from that, that perspective of, like, if you've never, this wasn't a thing for you, you'd be like, what the hell are these glowing? Mm-hmm. Especially if you, like, like, the first encounter is, like, those big ones. Yeah. Um, but that, that's an interesting observation mm-hmm. of, of having that uh, that firsthand account. Um from people that, that are adults. That's it's just kind of one of those things. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, 855-853-4802 is our number at Real Ghost Stories Online to share your experiences. If you like the show, keep us on the air. Become an extra podcast person in the EPP. You do that at ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash real ghost stories. Five bucks a month gets you access to all the bonus episodes, brand new ones every single week, advanced episodes, and more. All there for you. Ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash real ghost stories. Until next time, for Jenny, I'm Tony. Thanks for listening to Real Ghost Stories Online. Worried about keeping up with your fave friends all summer? Or posting every perfectly pink sunset you see? Don't sweat the connect. You can have it made in the shade with four lines of unlimited data for $100 a month. Scroll the staycation pics, find your new go-to takeout spot, or catch some rays on video chat. Whatever you and the crew are into, all the data makes it all that much better. Smile. You're on Cricket. Cricket Core acquired on four lines. Data speed limited to three megabits per second. Cricket may slow data speeds when the network is busy. Additional fees, usage, and restrictions apply. We expect a lot from our homes. They're more than a place to hang your hat. They're where you try your hand at gardening and new recipes. Rest and recharge. Work and play. And that's why at HomeAdvisor, we're committed to keeping your home up and running. Whether you need to repair an overloaded appliance or you're looking to create a backyard retreat worthy of a summer staycation, use the HomeAdvisor app day or night. And we'll find a local pro to get the job done right. Whatever you need, we'll do everything to fix your everything. Download the Home Advisor app today to get started. The all-new Toyota Highlander is designed to go Highlander. What's go Highlander, you ask? It means amplifying your comfort with available premium leather interior and ventilated seats. And amplifying your groove with an available booming 11-speaker JBL audio system. Or even amplifying your crew with roomy seating for up to eight. Don't just go. Go Highlander in the all-new Toyota Highlander. Toyota, let's go places. JBL is a registered trademark of Harman International Industries, Incorporated.